0: Hello and welcome back to the Irish Football Fans Podcast. We're delighted to be joined for the first time this year by a special guest and uh, the first time that we've had a player who's been capped uh, for the national side. Please join myself, Philip and Mark in welcoming uh, striker Aidan O'Brien to the podcast.
1: Hello, hello. How are you guys? You okay?
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're good Aidan. It's, uh, it's nice to talk to you. But I've been planning on asking you to, to join for a little while, and just very mm-hmm. conscious that uh, you know you don't have a lot of time off between the end of the season and pre-season starting again. So we're delighted that you were able to join us tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, as you, you mentioned it there, you know you get a short space in the off season, and this this kind of week is as if I've got a few days off, so it fits in perfectly.
0: So, good stuff. If we could start, first of all, with your career with Ireland. You're from London, but you come from a very strong Irish background uh, on, on both sides. So are you representing Ireland uh, all the way up from uh, and scoring uh, mm-hmm. from uh, under-17 level all the way through to the, the senior team? What did it mean to you and to your family to, to be representing the boys in green?
1: Yeah, it was... Um... The most uh, it was it was highlight of my career to be honest um, to represent your you know your families um, you know to actually go out there and step and, and and to be picked by you know your 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 country to go and represent them in 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 football in in um in UEFA's in in the games and that was at the time it was the UEFA Nations League and some friendlies it was just to be a part of it. My nan and granddad. I remember them sitting in the front room. Bless them, they passed away now. But I remember them sitting in the front room. And they were like to me, um, "Oh, it wouldn't be nice if if you like got a call up to Ireland one day and I see you playing in an island and stuff like that." And probably about, i am say about a year later, <laughs> the call come. So it was like some sort of omens that you know they mentioned it and then it happened. And it's just one of the best moments ever. You know, my family was. You know, I had a big um, big party, big drink up, you know, and um, you know, and, uh, it was just best moment of my life, you know. Just not even talking about playing and scoring either. I'm just talking about just being called up, and just being a part of it for the first time. It was just, it was just um, a really, really special moment for me and my family.
0: as I said, you represented Ireland uh, all the way through at under-age level, but like, was it still? It's still a massive surprise to receive the call from Martin O'Neill that he wanted you to play for the senior team.
1: Yeah, because when you're younger, you're just playing, you know, smile on your face. You're not really worrying about what's around the corner, you know. You just, you know, you're just going along with it, kind of thing, you know. Well, I was anyway. I was just kind of going along you know uh, 17s 19s 21s I was just going enjoying myself you know having a crack a few 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 jokes and laughs with the lads while playing a few um, games and it was just it was just unbelievable but then you don't really think you know that maybe I'm quite close to being in the first team you don't actually think that until you know you get a few people knocking on your door going, "Hey, you know, um, there's a scout. Uh, the island manager's coming to the game today." And then that's when you start thinking, "Wow, like it's actually coming to watch me for the first time. This is really going to happen." And that's when it kind of knocked something knocked on my head, and where I was just like, "This is actually, this is actually real now. Like I'm actually really close." But when I was younger, it was more just a case of enjoying it, you know, and just and just playing football really.
0: On your debut, you actually started that game against Poland, um, and you yep. you achieved what very few players have actually done, and you scored on your debut. Um, you were actually yep. the first player to do that to, to do that in six years. The last two to really, yeah, yeah. It was actually Robbie Brady and Alex Pierce both scored on their debut. It was the same game, was um, played against Oman in September 2012. Um, so you know, okay. That's it's, a good
1: stat. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I I post like stats to do with like. Oh, okay, okay. So I did like I had I had like a list of, of players that had scored on their on their debut, and I was looking down through it, and I saw your name. Yeah. Um, the previous one, like six years, and six years is a long time to wait for a player to do that. Like, what did that? What did that mean to you? I mean, do you remember? Anything oh, do about I, the remember game? Yeah.
1: I remember it? Of course, I remember it. It was um. Oh, like, I've got it all in my head right now. Like, it's, it's, I remember it perfectly because first half we were, we were played really well. Probably should have scored then as well. Got a few chances and we were just dominant on the night. I think it was a night game. Am I right to say? It Um,
0: was. I I remember it as well. But the reason I remember it was it was.
1: it was it was a 5 pm or some sort of night, or some sort of evening late afternoon game anyway. Um, and I just remember Calum O'Dowda gets the ball and takes a big touch out of his feet. And I just thought this guy—he's been crossing it all week in uh, in training. We've been working on crossing, so I knew. I just thought he's crossing this here. He's hundred percent crossing this. And then I just gambled. Luckily, the cross was pin perfect over the defender's head, and um, just glanced it in mate. It was just—it was just. Um, as you can see on the video, if you watch the highlights back, I almost I, f- I think I almost cried. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was one of them. Um, it was so emotional, but so it was, yeah, so much um, feelings going from my body at that one stage. It was incredible.
0: I'm sad to say that I actually missed that game, and it was one of the few games that I have missed uh, because uh, my my girlfriend my girlfriend at the time had bought mm-hmm. tickets to a concert that night, so I was at Incubus. Uh, while oh, you, right. <laughs> you were scoring against Poland. And so I like Incubus. Um, no, it was all right, fair uh, play. <laughs> uh, and I, was, I, I do remember taking my phone out after we came out of the gig, turned it on and looking down through my alerts and just seeing that you had scored. I mean, absolutely delighted for you.
1: It's a shame that they went on and scored an equaliser.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to score the winner in the game would have been...
1: That would have been a nice in on the cake, but nah, listen... It was just good good enough scoring on my day.
0: Yeah, you know, strikers brought in to score, and that's exactly what you did. Yeah, like I said, I was I I was absolutely delighted to see you score because uh, I had actually seen you play uh, for for Millwall once uh, when I was in London uh, for with work for a few days in August Mm -hmm. twenty fifteen, and Mm -hmm. uh, I was down in the den, went to a a Millwall played Barnsley. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, Millwall mm-hmm. went, mm-hmm. went one up early in that game. Sorry, Barnsley went one up early in that game. Millwall came back to, to lead 2-1. Uh, I think you came on around the 60th minute, uh, and then two, two late goals from Barnsley uh, gave them the win. But the, the atmosphere in the, in the Dane was, uh, was amazing. It's a it's a great ground. It's a great uh, it's a great club, and uh, like there's been a lot of Irish representation have come through there as well. Uh, I know you're very proud of having represented mm-hmm. them in the in the past. Uh, Do you get down to see uh, Millwall much? I any, any any Millwall games?
1: Um, now? Yeah, I've been to watch them since I've uh, since I left once due to being like busy with my own football and stuff like that. Um, but. When I do get chance and I do have time, I'd always like to go down there and support the boys and you know, see a few old faces because I was I spent about what twelve twelve years there, you know, it's a long time at a club. Uh, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good memories there, and um, whenever I can get back down there, I definitely definitely do get, uh, basically just you know, if I get any chance to get get myself down to the den for whatever reason, I'll I always make time for it.
2: Aiden, good to talk to you. you. You may you may have kind of touched on this earlier with Jill
0: but uh, just going back even to your school boy days, to now, most influential coach you've worked under. Oh,
1: um, I'm going to say, um, oh, that's a tricky question. I, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, um, I'll give you two, if that's all right.
2: Yeah, sure, perfect.
1: No, I'll give you three. Sorry, I've got to give you three. Because when I was 16, 15, Larry McEvoy um, was my um, coach at the time and he, he really showed belief in me. And then when I got a bit older, Scott Fitzgerald at Millwall, these two, these are all yeah. Millwall, by the way, um, was another guy that really, really good man and believed in me, even though sometimes I could have, you know, been doing things that I shouldn't have been. And he, he really took me in and, Trusted and believed in me, and so I uh, thank him for that. And then Neil Harris obviously had him in um, the reserves, and then um, he got the first team job. And then since he got the first team job, he said, "You know, you're you're going to be playing first team for me every week. Don't worry about it." And then he got the first team job, and, uh, and, that, was, and that was history. The rest is history. So them three people um, uh, were really, really um. Uh, I do big have a ra- influences.
0: I do have a random stat about Scott Fitzgerald. If you want to hear it, uh, yeah,
1: I'll go. For, go on, and I'll hear it. By the way, what a nice man he is. What a good oh, an absolute legend. Okay. Yeah, my uncle
0: Aiden, the season's ticket supporter in Millwall for many years. I spoke to him there last night. Coming on, said that you would be coming on. He was just you know, very excited to listen to this podcast when it comes out because he was a big fan of yours. Yeah, he's um.
1: I can't say not n- any nicer words about him. He's just he's a top 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 bloke. Um, you know, he's he's one of them guys that will go out of their way to to make sure that you're you've got everything you need to perform and do your best. You know, not just on the pitch, you know, off the pitch as well. He would make sure that. I remember the story. He'll probably tell you the story. <laughs> um, I was living in digs, and I I was I was arguing with um, we were having arguments with the lady that was at, at the digs at the time. And I called Scott and I went, Scott, you've got to get me out of here. You've got to get me out of here. <laughs> Scott comes to pick me up at stupid o'clock and just took me out of there and, and said, Listen, you're not going back there. Don't worry. That's the type of guy he is, you know. Like if if you if there's any sort of uncertainty or anything, you can you can approach him and he he will, he will do his best to sort it. And he he was like that for me throughout the whole time at Mill and that really helped me to kind of be the man I am today.
0: Uh, he sounds like a, an amazing character. And, uh, I I always love hearing about you know coaches that have worked with, with young players and you know have helped them not just in football but but like not just in, in the game but like kind of in, in life as well. So Don't that, get uh, me
1: wrong, he he had a switch. <laughs> we, everyone <laughs> knew he switched, but that was needed at times.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I think I think you know some of the best the best coaches like they have that as well. Like you know yeah. what the limit is with him.
1: But, yeah, uh, he had a very big switch. Uh,
0: he played for he played for Ireland at under-21 uh, level and he had a, a B cap as well. But, okay. Uh, yeah, just the, the random stat that I do know about him was he's the Irish player with the most appearances in the Premier League without making a senior appearance for Ireland, or without, making a, without earning a oh, senior wow. cap for Ireland. Oh, wow. Well, I was yeah. going to
1: say that. He was playing in the Premier is he not getting a yeah, senior call-up. I don't I, get I, that.
0: I don't know. played for like two years... Uh, Wimbledon, I think he was uh, at Wimbledon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, strange, yeah, very strange. But I think at that time,
1: football's um, opinions that just proves it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, who would have been? When you think of who would have been? Well, oh, Star- I don't know, yeah, yeah way Star- before Star- my
1: time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, Scott, <laughs> yeah,
0: if, he's, if he's listening, um, yeah, just a, just the one cap at a B international against Denmark. But, yeah, I never, never made it into the senior, for whatever reason, just never made it into the, the senior setup, which is a shame. Like, is um, when you think now, if someone had the same number of appearances as he, as he did, you know, playing regularly in a team like Wimbledon, who were kind of always, you know, mid-table or, you know, maybe pushing to, into the top 10. Oh, um, they'll be first then, names, really. Exactly, yeah. They'd be yeah. starting, you know, you know, pushing for wearing the captain's armband.
2: Hi Aidan, just to move on to your uh, international career, I'm just wondering what your initial experience was being called up to the senior team. Obviously you were involved in underage levels you scored Mm -hmm. a lot of goals for the Um, under-21s. Martin O'Neill gave you your first senior cap. I just wonder, what was the initial approach like? Did he come and watch you? Or did Roy Keane come and watch you? And how was your your first involvement with the senior team in the senior camp? Well, it was Martin
1: O'Neill, if I'm not mistaken, that I got Told he was watching before the game. Um, it was a couple, probably a week or two before he was going to announce the final squad. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm mistaken, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Martin O'Neill himself um, that came to the game. Or there was, listen, I got told it was Martin O'Neill, but it could have been he's one of his, you know, one of his coaching staffs or anything. But I've, I'm pretty sure it's Martin O'Neill, but he came to one of the games, I've done well. Um, and then I got named in... I was in provisional squads for ages. Provisional, provisional, provisional. And then one time I'm, I just got named in the squad. And then I just said to myself, just once you get into that, once you start training and, and get out there, just express yourself and just work hard and express yourself. And it weren't it weren't easy because I was training, travelling, training, travelling for ages before I even got a sniff, you know? Um so it was not it weren't like it was just straight away. It was um just loads of training and and loads of travelling and loads of bonding with the team and getting to know the manager and uh, the staff and the and the you know the the dinner lady and the and and the the, the hotel staff and just everyone involved. You know security, just getting to know and, and building little bonds and and creating little friendships with people. But and then that helped with coming away the next time, you know, people knew me then it was, like, oh, you're right, Aidan, you're right. And then it was just, it became quite like a, like a little family type thing. And then before I knew it, I was, I was on the bench, um, and then starting a game at, at Poland. <laughs> and, um, I never forget it. I was, um, he, not O'Neill does meetings before games. And, um, I was in the meeting room and he, he said his team before the game. And, um, he was like, um, yeah so this is the team blah 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 Brady Duffy blah blah blah, and then he went O'Brien, but leading the line number nine, and um obviously I'm sitting in the everyone's everyone's chilled, and everyone is everyone's used to it, and I'm sitting there absolutely buzzing. You know sitting there thinking i'm going to be starting leading a line for my country tonight so i'm texting all my family my friends i'm texting everyone i'm like it's tonight tonight's tonight I'm, I'm I'm starting up top tonight's tonight so anyways um i've told all people that i love you know families and you know they can contact people for who live in ireland and all the cousins and this anyways um the nerves are kicking in when we're going to the ground you know they the iris the iris songs are getting blasted on the on the coach everyone's singing along it's, it's finally becoming real get to the stadium and then i don't know something got over me where i just something just kind of clicked where i just thought it's only a, like it's only a game of football you know don't don't think too much into it so I just kind of focused on that and went, just play your game, like play your game. Don't don't play the occasion. Play your game, and um, I ended up playing really well, um, and um, ended up notching a goal, um, which hopefully, well, which I kind of wished it would have been the winner. But from right click glitch, uh, from Leeds uh, scored an equaliser, uh, which was a bit of a low blow, but it was a good performance away from home and um to score my first goal my first start was absolutely it was breathtaking you know i was i was I was I had tears coming out of my eyes uh, if you watch the highlights back um it was a moment i'll never forget i'll take it to the grave yeah.
0: Poland's a tough place to go and get a result, anyway. Like, um, they're and like they've got some great players. There's
1: some big players know, playing, yeah. yeah.
0: Like Lewandowski, you know, leading the line for Bayern as his pick of clubs.
1: Chesney you know, and goal, you know, yeah, they had, yeah. they got loads of big players playing in, you know, Europa League and Champions League and big divisions, and it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was actually crazy. Come to think of it, if I sit down now and think of it, you know, that was, was a very, very special moment in my life.
0: You started the season with with Sunderland, and you moved to Portsmouth right at the end of the transfer window in January. We're all familiar with what it's like to be on on this side of the transfer yep. window, watching you know Sky Sports, uh, you know on deadline day and the yellow tie and all that side of things. But yeah, yep. for a footballer, what's it like on on the other side of it? Is it like are you waiting for a call from your agent and you know I oh, Yeah, you know, used to cut co- to get the call to go from Sunderland to the other side of the country to Portsmouth for a, for a medical
1: well how that came along long story short was it was always a case of my agent telling me um there's a lot of interest there there's a lot of interest there um, and I'm like at the time I was I wasn't you know entirely happy with my football where I was um and I had a had a chat with the manager at the time and um he kind of said look get out you need to you you want to play football i understand that i'll let you go and i was like basically said like thank you i need to get out and play football i'm just you know kind of rotting away a little bit so we agreed finally got to an agreement where he'll let me go um uh, and then i said to my agent look just get me out like anywhere get me out anywhere um and he went, I've got Portsmouth, you know, I've got Portsmouth that are on my phone and, and we're just we're just waiting on a few bits and bobs. And then anyways, cut the long story short, he goes, um Danny Cowley's on the phone. This is one night before transfer deadline. So I'm thinking to myself at home sitting there going, I'm I'm staying there until the end of the season. I'm I'm just gonna have to deal with it. Anyway, Danny Cowley calls me, um, we will love you on board, blah blah blah. Um, he's seen me play over the years and if I sees me fitting into the to the personnel and then I said look let's get it done let's get it done and um went down there drove the next next morning um uh, and just basically caught it on time I think I was like an hour an hour and a half before deadline closes (laughs) and um the funny thing the funny thing about that story was the reason why I was leaving is because, you know, at the time me and the manager um we um well I was my my argument was I weren't playing enough and his was, you know, that he, he had he had different styles and different teams for different games and um we just weren't seeing eye to eye in that perspective and um he got sacked as I was driving down to the Portsmouth. <laughs> so the reason why I was leaving I'm on the motorway I got told he'd get sacked and then it's like you know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a messy one to be honest but it all worked out well because I went to Portsmouth and um, I ain't looked back since really I I started scoring my first game and the boys and and the fans have been absolutely brilliant so I would not change it for the world Um, the Portsmouth move um, has been absolutely brilliant and I've enjoyed every moment from there, from the start of when I joined to the end of the season,
0: there's a big Irish contingent of Portsmouth this season, uh, not just yourself but uh, Gavin Bazunu, uh, Marcus Harness, uh, mm-hmm. Ronan Curtis, uh, and and Sean Williams. Had you encountered them before, or like did having that that Irish setup or that amount of Irish players at one club help you to settle in?
1: Well, yeah, I know. low there's a few Mill players there that I played with. There's um. You know there's the the Irish boys, as you just mentioned that i've I've come across and played with as well, so I knew a good five six lads that were already there, so it was an easy it was an easy fitting for me um also the boys um were all very very warm in from when I first came they're just really nice people in general, and it was just an easy 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 um easy experience you know for me to go in there and just a new club um, and and just fit straight in because they they made it so made me so welcome and as you said the Irish boys as well they were just they introduced me straight away and it was like I was there for ages it was really easy.
0: Gavin Bizzuno obviously is in the, the Ireland squad for the the four games uh, mm-hmm. in June. Like as a striker, what was it like training against him? Like is, is he impossible to score against, or like did you come out on top?
1: No, nah, he, he's. Um, I'm not just saying this year because he's. Um, I played with him and I know him. He's the best goalie I have played with by a country mile. It's not even close. Like he is incredible, and I'm not just saying that because you guys, are the Irish media, and you know the country. And I'm actually being dead serious. Like he, he's he's going to go to the top, hundred percent. He's going to go to the top.
0: I don't think anyone has ever described us as Irish media. We're just three. No,
1: but, with. you know, not Irish yeah. media, but, you know, you, you guys are always on the look for like stats and like you, you, you support your country and, and, you know, you're from the country. You obviously know Gav really well. And I'm not just saying that just because you guys are Irish. <laughs> I'm actually saying that because I've trained and seen him play and he is one incredible goalie. He is an incredible, incredible talent. You won't. Don't be surprised if you don't see if you see him in the Premier League next year. You know, I'm not. Don't be surprised.
0: Uh, I, I'm a uh, I'm a Man city fan, and I used to tell people that that's it's for my sins. But I think the last few years, uh, it's it's you know I'm, I've reap the rewards of a near thirty year association with the club. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be really happy to see him starting for for City next season. I don't know if he get it. Edison,
1: nah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, tricky one. That one.
0: It is, and that's it. But I'd say he could possibly do another loan deal next season, but maybe even in the Premier League. Or I like think
1: that would be the yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be on the cards for sure. A little loan in the Prem, definitely. Yeah. Can't uh-huh. see why not.
2: I'm just wondering, have you had any involvement or communication with the current Ireland setup? Like League One, the standard in League One in the last few years has gone up significant, significantly. Like we've talked about Gavin Bazuna there and the other Irish players. Like it's, it's a really strong league, and the, the, the players in it have become a lot more noticeable and are a lot more involved now in international setups. Than they have been maybe five or six years ago. I'm just wondering, have you been in touch, or have you heard Anton, or is it is something you're keenly aware of when you're playing?
1: The answer is no. I'm not we've not been contacted. Um, don't know really what else to say. Really, not been contacted. Um, and going back to the league, well, you look at the league now. Chef Wednesday, Sunderland not no more, but Sunderland was in there, and Chelten, you know Oxford. Fucking, uh, Portsmouth, you've got all these teams that has massive clubs all in one league, and, it's, and the list goes on. By the way, you know even Plymouth, Plymouth's a massive club. Um, well, there's big clubs. The league is very good now. The league yeah, is really good.
2: dropping in next season as well.
1: Derby, you know, wow, yeah, yeah. it's a very good league, very good league.
2: Just on your hopes for next season, obviously you're currently in kind of contract limbo at the moment or we don't know your contract mm-hmm. situation but mm-hmm. personally what what are, we, what are you looking for next season are you, what are yeah, your hopes
1: uh, I can't answer that right now because everything's up in the air yeah. just have to wait and see I've got a few my agent and mine spoke and we know what we want to do it's just whether we can um, whether whether things align really
0: uh, just on behalf of uh, Phil and Mark, uh, I'd like to thank you, Aiden for coming on the, the call with us. He's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, like uh, I told him uh, earlier, we've kind of been making this whole thing up as we've been going along. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we, we're still trying to figure out how to talk to football players. But he's nah, you guys done
1: well. It's all good. Uh,
2: thank you very we're much. We're only used to talking about you. <laughs>
1: yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> nah, it's all right. It's been nice. It's been
0: chilled. Um, it's been relaxing. It's been good. All right. Uh, look, we, we want to wish you uh, all the best in in the future. Uh, enjoy your holiday, and um, we look forward to seeing you playing next season. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Take care, lads. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Have a good one, lads. Yeah. Okay.
1: Take care.